Hello and welcome to the Mothers of Nations podcast, the podcast to educate, train and equip women to impact their communities and rule their world. Each year, for three days, Mothers of Nations Annual Camp organizes sessions of training and education to train and equip women in ministry for their calling. Whether you are a worker, pastor's wife, ordained minister, or you just want to be more effective in ministries, these sessions will inspire, encourage, and equip you. Today, we have a message for you from Dr. Annie Smith. For more information on Mothers of Nations Annual Camp, please visit hearttohearts.org slash Mothers of Nations and join us every week for the Mothers of Nations podcast. All things freely giving. Ephesians chapter 4, and I will start from verse 4. There is one body, there is one body. How many of you know that all of us are the ecclesia? We derive our origin from him. Ecclesia, we are called ek out of. We are out of ek and kaleo, which is by name. So named by him. You and I are the ecclesia. So there is one ecclesia that you and I are. There is one spirit, even as ye are called in one hope of your calling. We are all called in one hope of our calling. One Lord, one faith, one baptism. This baptism doesn't speak about the baptism in water. We went baptism in him, that we are all buried in him, in his death, in his resurrection, in his ascension. That is, we have been all baptized. We pass through that. Thank you, Lord Jesus. And one God and Father of all, who is above all and through all and in all of us. Amen. But unto every one of us, though there is one Lord and there is one faith and there is one baptism, the one faith means the faith of who? The Son of God in us. Paul says that we have only one faith which is expressed by Christ in us. There is one Lord, there is one faith, there is one baptism. But then here verse 7 he says, but unto every one of us is given grace according to the measure of the gift of Christ. Now, he started showing that there is an universal God. Right? There is an universal Lord. There is an universal Father. It's an universal faith, even an universal baptism. And all of us are found in this universality and there cannot be distinction. We all are found here and there's no distinction. There's not even a place to argue. But then he said, and he introduced verse 7 by birth. Unto everyone he bring the each aspect now. To say, though all of these are one, represented in the full capacity of their name in us at the same extent, he said, but unto everyone, he bring the particular aspect of the gospel. How many of you know that there's a universal aspect of the gospel and there's also a particular aspect of the gospel and they don't contract themselves. Thank you, Father. One speaks about knowledge that we should have about it, just as the law, the uniqueness of the law, the uniqueness of the baptism, the uniqueness of faith, right? And the other one will not speak about the, the knowledge, will speak about the practice when it has to do with you and I. That's why in verse 7, you say, but unto everyone of us. 
is giving grace according to the measure of the gift of Christ. Now, when you look at this passage, it may seem that there are many measures of the gift of Christ. Are there measures of the gift of Christ? Are they measure? Are there many gifts? Or are there many Christ? Praise be to God. But why did he not say that there is one measure, there is one gift, and there is one Christ? Because even when he concerned the hope of our calling, he uses the universal aspect of the gospel, not the particular aspect of the gospel. He said, grace is given to each of us according to the measure of the gift of Christ. But now, out of that measure of that gift of Christ, we partake differently. And if he brings here, the particular aspect is because according to our participation is received the measure of the gift. Now remember, when he speaks about the universal aspect of the gospel, he speaks about knowledge, right? What we know about Christ in us, what we apprehend about Christ in us, our system of beliefs about Christ in us. When he brings the particular aspect, he speaks about our practice, what Paul will say, how then shall we live, which is how then shall we appropriate what we know how then shall we experience everything we've heard, everything we know? That is the practical aspect of the gospel, right? So he say, is given unto everyone according to the measure of the gift of Christ. Does it mean that Christ give, chooses who he gives himself in various pieces and measures? He doesn't. Now the question I will ask you, and I want us to ask ourselves, what is the measure of a gift of Christ? It cannot be splitted, right? It can be splitted. It cannot be divided. But what is the gift of Christ in reality? If you were to value in a scale like the word justice or righteousness, what worth will you give to the gift of Christ? It is measureless. It's true. Christ in his own person gives in himself the measure of his gift. Am I right with that? Let's go to John chapter 1. In the beginning was the word, the logos, and the word was God. And he said the word was with God, the logos was with God, and the word was God himself. The same was in the beginning with God, which is the word was with God. All things were made by him all things were made by him and without him was not anything made that was made everything that was made was made by the word by the logos that was with God and that was God and the logos speaks about Jesus that was before everything was thank you Lord Jesus and listen to verse 4 he said in him was life and the life was life of men. So in the beginning was the word, and the word was life, and life was with God, and life was God. The same which is life was in the beginning, and all things that were made were made by life, and without life was nothing made that was made, and in him was life. 
and the life was the light of men. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Now, in him in the beginning was life. And this life came to us in the form of this human being. And this life was crucified. This life that was crucified. So what is the measure of the gift of Christ? What was in the beginning was life. And life was with God. And life was God. And out of life, there was nothing that was created or that was made. Thank you, Lord Jesus. So the measure of the gift of Christ is life. Now, if you want to go back and read Ephesians chapter 4 with that understanding, let's see what it gives. But to every one of us is given grace according to the measure of grace is expressed in everyone according to the intensity of life. Unto everyone is expressed Grace, according to the measure of life. Thank you, Lord Jesus. If I were to take another example, still in the incarnation, the death of Christ was a giving away of his life. Because it's a life that was in the beginning. In him, with him, and his life that was with God, so the giving of Christ in his death was a giving away of what? Life. Of who he was in the beginning. That is the full expression of his whole self being given unto us. His life that he was in the beginning. That same life by which everything was and was made. And there was nothing that was made that was made without life. So even if we need to see, look at. The crucifixion of Jesus as a crucifixion of man, the simple fact that his life was given away, his body was given away, and that he had to undergo the death process, naturally they will say he gave his life. But the issue is we always think about his life as if it's his breath. We look at this life and he says it's his body. And we say that it's his um, existence that he gave. He says this because we say he was no more the earthly Jesus, because he gave himself, just as we have the explanation of our own life, as if our life is sustained with what we breathe in. And that is the explanation that we give. So Jesus Christ gave his life. And in thinking about life, we're thinking about his ability to breathe. Am I right with that? So we look at it and say, Jesus Christ gave his ability to breathe. But that is not what he said. He said he gave what he was since the beginning. That's the explanation of his total giving. He's wholly giving himself. The giving away of his essence consists of what he was from the beginning. Everything that he consists of and by which every other thing was made was life. That is the measure of his gift. It's more than his body. When we look at this human mere body and we want to console ourselves about Jesus' incarnation as us to identify himself with our mortal condition instead of looking at his nature, the identification of his divine nature in us, with us, in this body, there is a lot of things that we miss. Because in our scale of view, we continue to view things as someone that came somehow for a pity party. 
this co-sharing of himself with us, it is in no case a pity party. He assumed the humanity as much as the fall could go, speaking about our tiredness, speaking about the corruptness of this body that gets tired, sometimes fed up, sometimes like lack, sense of living. Have you felt that before? The tiredness of this body. Yes, he identified himself with that, but that is not what he wants us to see as our focus because he did not come for a pity party. He wants us to see the greatness of the nature that came and united itself with our human nature and the transfusion or if I will use the term the transfiguration that took place from the moment his divine nature was united with our human nature so it's like the six and the nine for the one who turn and see the six you only see the frailty of his nature and say Jesus you identify yourself with my tiredness and sometimes we say that you identify yourself with this sickness. And we forget to see that the power of his identification and his incarnation is not giving an emphasis to why our human nature. Rather, is that the divine nature in us should be what we acknowledge. The Mothers of Nations podcast with Dr. Annie Smith. Have you ever asked yourself the questions, who am I, where did I come from, or why am I here on earth? The answers to these questions are found in the creator and not the creature. In her book, Burning with Purpose, Dr. Annie Smith expounds on these questions with regards to the purpose of God for your life. Seize this opportunity to obtain knowledge and understanding that will enable you to walk in what God preordained for you. To order your copy, visit our online store at www.gospelofchristministries.org or call plus 237-33413413 or plus 237-7711-5354. At Gospel of Christ Ministries, we believe in your destiny. The Mothers of Nations podcasts with Dr. Annie Smith. So if Paul says that unto everyone is given grace, what is grace? 2 Corinthians 8 verse 9. Let me take it from my Bible. For ye know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ that though he was rich, yet for your sake he became poor, that ye through his poverty might be rich. The grace which is given unconditionally, his identity that we share in common, that mutual exchange of equivalent value, that's what is called grace. Okay, I want us to go back to our passage, but unto every one of us is giving. Oh, I love the birth when he started with birth. And I love the fact that he's speaking to believers. He's reminding believers everything that they have in common first. When you say birth, someone say birth. birth. He's putting an emphasis in it, but, but there's something you have to know. That though we have received this universal aspect of his, together at the same extent, there is something you have to know. 
that this mutual exchange of equivalent value is given to everyone according to the measure of life that he apprehends. Am I right with that? Thank you, Lord Jesus. So, the man of God will say that grace is only revealed as the extent of the knowledge that you have or that you have apprehended of the person and the work of Jesus Christ. Now, Paul will say here that the grace that is revealed in you, the mutual exchange, not grace to have things, this enrichment of everything is given to each and every one of us differently. There is uniqueness in our belief about his fatherhood, his lordship above all, through all of us and in all of us. There is singularity of our faith because he still his faith. Thank you, Lord Jesus. There is singular baptism in him, in his burial. We all baptize in this one body, bread. It is revealing everyone according to the life in him that we are appropriate as being ourselves, that we are aware of, that we embrace in him. Now, if you understand that, there is a set of inferior thoughts about yourself that you will no more be victim of. You know, because this life you have received is surely to be lived daily at the extent of what was given. It was not given in parts. So it was not given for us to improve in reception, to be taken by measure. Because the life wasn't given by measure. That life represents his origin. Remember as we read in John chapter 1. It represents his source. And how can you give your origin by measure? And he gave us the totality of himself. His essence cannot be given by measure. It's important for me to repeat that. Again, I am not saying... The extent of life we receive means we receive bit by bit because it wasn't given bit by bit. You know, it is fully in us from the moment we acknowledge our source, from the moment we acknowledge the origin where we are taken from as a ecclesia. Thank you, Lord Jesus. It is fully in us, but the grace, the mutual exchange, it is revealed differently. In every one of us, thank you, Lord, according to our availability to that life. But if Christ came that you and I should receive every single day, just a bit of him, a bit of him, and a bit of him, and then we go back to our normal suffering. And if he came so that we should suffer today and tomorrow have a little bit of secure, then he has wholly failed. But that's not why he came. But now, the Lord wants all of us to reveal measure of this, not just at the extent that we gave himself, but at the extent that we read, he took our serve. He took you and I. And the reason why the mutual exchange is not effectively revealed in some of us is that in reality, what we think is that he brought a part of himself in us and took a part of us in him. For he said, but you know the grace. Not you have heard. He said, you know what it is, that mutual exchange. We ought to know the grace. The fact that he, he gave himself with his essence and his origin totally. 
and that is in this giving and receiving what you were, he didn't reduce the quality of life that he has. In including you in him, he didn't reduce the quality of life that is in him. Because if he has reduced the quality of life that is in him, it means that he has reduced somehow his origin. That's why I read John chapter 1. You cannot separate life with what he was in the origin. The Mothers of Nations podcast with Dr. Annie Smith. You know what the man of God told us is the Lord used all the dispensation from the beginning for the from the fall of Adam right down to the coming of Jesus to show forth that in reality there were only two economies. All those dispensations can be summarized in one word. Serve righteousness. That is an origin from serve. That is all what the Lord wanted to show for all these 4,000 years that man derived his origin from serve is helpless. So his plan was not shortcuts or was not surprised by the fall of Adam. He had a plan to show that there was an essence. This likeness in Colossians chapter 1 verse 15, this image speaks about the essence, speaks about the life, the likeness to life. The likeness to the essence of everything. The essence of creation. The plan was that you and I should see the fading nature, the corruptness that it is if you and I are to look at ourselves to derive our origin. Instead that there is a more glorious economy which is now come by the righteousness of God. Which is a derived from the source that God is. That was the plan of God from the beginning. And I love John 1, 4. He said that the, and there was nothing that was made that was made without life. That tells you everything. He said everything was made with life. Did he say that? So when Paul would say we are enriched with everything. He said because everything was made by life. So in this mutual exchange, there was an exchange of life. And he proved that exchange by he himself bearing the pain of this nature dying to itself. But the good news is, he received us. He died and experienced the pain of death. The death of this body. The death of this nature. But what he gave in exchange is life. Our limited ability... The limitation of our participation, of our enablement, of our living, against an essence that is unlimited in nature. We're dealing with issues of life. The Paul will say that we're giving everything freely. We are enriched with everything. He doesn't need to elaborate. He's not speaking about material. He says that if you have what it contained to create everything that was made, if you understand that this person was life and life was God and there was nothing that we created that we created without life, there is nothing external. There's nothing outwardly that, in, that can inflict and inject in your mind thought of an inferior person. Because you are not boasting merely about any accomplishment, but that you have the very thing that it took to create the universe. You have what he was in the beginning. What he has always been. You have the essence of his thought. You have what he self-mirror when he look at you and I. He was life. 
I can tell you this physical body alone cannot contain Christ. Christ has to contain us. If you've ever sat down and reflect on what it takes for the life of God to be in you, I mean, just reflect on what it takes for all the essence and the origin of God to be placed in you. There's something that will transpire upon your mind. Let me come back. Let's read Ephesians 4. He said, unto everyone is given grace according to the measure of the gifts of Christ. He's speaking about the lights that is revealed in every man according to life. That the relation of that life is lights. It's been the dimension of lights that is revealed according to life in you. So in reality, if we don't understand that the giving of Christ is an issue of life, and we don't understand that his mutual exchange with us is seen in the dimension of lights, the dimension of truth that is perceived by our life or through us, it's normal that we continue to live beneath the measure of the gift. Every one of us will know times where your mind wants to take you to a place of ordinary life. You know what it takes. Your mind wants to tell you this life is senseless. The Lord Jesus himself experienced it. Your mind wants to take you to a place where you see yourself like a common man. It's like there's no joy in, in living. Because you don't see results. But that is exactly the corruptness that Christ took. But did we receive entirely what he brought? So you only come to a point where you feel like evaluating yourself. There are days like that. Where the system wants to take you to like, how can I explain that? It's not, about, it's not even about the natural result you're doing. Sometimes it can be at the level of your mind and it is always at the level of our mind. To a place of understanding where you see yourself as inefficient, a place where you sense that you, you need something to move forward. But the proper question to ask yourself is what is the measure of the gift that you have received? Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thanks for joining us for the Mothers of Nations podcast. You can check our show notes at hearttoheart.org slash podcast for links and details. Please like our podcasts, leave a comment, review, and help us spread the word to other women like you so we can bring you more great episodes with ministerial insights and tools and knowledge from fellow ministers all over the world. If you want to get more resources from Dr. Annie Smith and fellow ministers for your education and training in ministry, please check our other episodes at hearttoheart.org slash podcast or visit hearttoheart.org. Join us on our social platforms today and we will be seeing you in another podcast with Dr. Annie Smith. And always remember, rule your world. This podcast was brought to you by Heart to Hearts. Women, girls, and relationships. HeartToHearts.org